This is a topic that so many people have asked me to speak about because I think it's one of my most asked questions. Great that you have a podcast, but exactly how do you make any money from it? So in this video, I'm going to break down the different ways that I make money from this podcast so that if you're thinking of starting a podcast or if you've already started one, it can hopefully help you to monetize too. Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily, then distribute it everywhere and even earn money all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or your computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating a podcast today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify and when you want to take conversations with your fans to the next level, Q&A and polls are the best way to get them talking. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I discovered Spotify for Podcasters, I love engaging with my audience with the Q&A and the polls. And I also love the fact that I can upload my video podcast on Spotify because I know my audience love watching it sometimes when they're traveling on their commute. I highly recommend you give it a try and you can download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com forward slash podcasters to get started. Before we begin, hello everyone, welcome back to my channel. If you're new here, thank you so much for joining me and if you're an OG, thank you so much for all of your support because I really wouldn't be able to do this without you. Okay, so the first thing I want to say is if you're looking to make a quick buck or you think that starting a podcast is going to make you a millionaire immediately, I have to burst your bubble and tell you that unfortunately that's not true. Until this day, I have still not secured a long-term sponsorship and generally how people make loads and loads of money from podcasts is by getting long-term sponsorships because brands pay a lot of money to people who they want to invest their resources, their marketing budget into for a really long time. So talking about sponsorships, that is my first point, And that is the easiest way and the most direct way that you can make money off podcasts is by getting a sponsor. Now you can get different kinds of sponsors, one for one per episode, one for a couple of months, or like a long term sponsor for essentially six months or more. Essentially, what a sponsor does is they will sponsor your podcast so that you read out an ad in the beginning, the middle or afterwards. And that's called a pre-roll, a mid-roll or a post-roll ad. Now, you can either read out something that they've asked you to do. You can insert a clip or kind of what I've done before is kind of incorporate it into my podcast so that we're actually talking about the product or the service on the podcast itself. Now, speaking from my personal experience, it's really, really not that easy to just message a brand, get them to sponsor you and ask them to give you such a big budget. And there are actually a number of reasons why I believe I have actually haven't secured a long-term sponsor yet. The first is I find sales really intimidating. I'm not really a salesperson. I don't think I'm very good at it. I don't really enjoy it if I'm completely honest. And so for a long time, I actually just didn't focus on that. I just focused on the content and was hoping that brands would come to me, which they did. We'll come on to that as to why I said no. But I just didn't really reach out to any brands. Now, recently, I've actually hired an agency who's doing a lot of that outreach for me. And because they're still quite relatively new, we haven't secured ones that I feel align with me yet. But hopefully they do that because I just don't really want to do that. And I think that's a really good point in terms of the things that you don't really want to do, the things that almost you just don't enjoy at all. Not the things that scare you necessarily, but the ones that you're just like, I just, 
no, I'm not the best in this. Try and outsource it if you can. And that's what I've done with this agency. Now, this leads me to my second reason and why I've said no to certain brands that have actually come directly to me. And that's because I will never ever work with a brand that doesn't align with me. There have been four or five brands that have come to me and said, we'd love to sponsor your podcast. We'll give you a very large sum. But I actually don't really like their product or their service. And therefore, I cannot lie through my teeth and come on a podcast and say, look at this amazing thing, because I don't actually like it and I wouldn't spend my own money buying it. And therefore, I've said no to those brands. The great thing, though, is when brands directly come to you, they've allocated the budget. They know exactly what they want. They're really detailed. It's a very quick process. When you're obviously reaching out to brands, they need to figure out all those things because perhaps if they haven't aligned a budget, if they haven't thought about what they want to get across, if they've never explored podcast marketing before, there's several things that they need to go through and several people that they need to speak to before they confirm it for you. So that's why when you're outreaching, it actually takes a lot longer. Obviously, an inbound would be ideal. So Joan the Juice, Notion, Monday.com. If you want to sponsor me, you know where I am. But obviously, when you're outreaching to a lot of these brands, it's very, very, very difficult because it just takes so much time. But I'm being patient. I know that I'm only going to settle for the right brand. And I know that the right brand one day will come along and work with me. I have a list of so many brands I want to work with, Squarespace, Shopify, so many of these amazing brands that I've used myself that I pay for every single month. And hopefully one day those stars will align. But at the moment, I'm still pushing through with that outreach with the agency because I just have so much other stuff to be doing. I don't need to be doing that too. And especially when I'm not very good at it. One of the things that I regret doing in terms of sponsorships is working with brands for a short period of time. So if you have been following me for a while, you'll know that Heights is a brand that actually sponsored the podcast for a couple of weeks or for a few weeks. And I love Heights. I still use it today. I think it's an amazing supplement, especially for someone like me who is always rushing around. I find it difficult to eat like three really solid meals a day that contain all my nutrients and my fiber and my vitamins. And so it's really good that I take a supplement and I still do that every single day. However, I actually think going forward after that, I was only looking for brands that were actually looking to commit for three months or more because I just think doing it for a short period of time doesn't really succinct that message, especially when you're getting brands that want to work with you for one video, especially I've always said no. And so the reason why I haven't really got a sponsorship is I am being really picky. I want a long-term partner and one that absolutely aligns with me. And I think if you're looking to start a podcast or if you're actually thinking about starting one, make sure that you only work with brands that really align to you. Your audience will be able to see through. You won't feel authentic doing it. And overall, you're just not going to land that product very well if you don't 100% believe in it. My next point, which is another direct income stream from the podcast is because I upload the podcast on YouTube, YouTube pay me, because I upload the podcast on TikTok and I'm part of the TikTok creator fund, TikTok pay me. And now Anchor, which is a hosting platform which distributes the podcast on Spotify, Google Podcasts, um, Apple Podcasts, they have now introduced something where they now pay me for uploading the podcast. This is all dependent on how many people watch the video, how many people subscribe, how many people like it. So if you haven't already, please, please, please like and subscribe this video because it is really the only way I'm directly being paid for the podcast right now. The other thing I want to mention is Anchor have very recently introduced this payment scheme. It's only been in the last few weeks. And because I am one of the creators that they have chosen, that's why I'm getting access to it. I don't think everyone has access to that yet. YouTube, you only get paid after you have a thousand subscribers and I think 4,000 hours watch time. So that only happened to me two years into my podcast. 
TikTok Creator Fund, it only joined three months ago. So TikTok only started paying me, you know, very like very recently. And obviously Anchor, I've mentioned, have only started paying me for like the last week. I haven't even got my first paycheck from them yet. And then the other thing that I have just signed up to two days ago is Amazon Affiliate Links. Because I talk about so many products, it would be nice if I could just get, you know, like a couple of pennies or a couple of pounds from the products that people click and buy buy my recommendation. But again, None of these are really groundbreaking. I think if you've got a huge following on YouTube, you can absolutely be making thousands and tens of thousands from YouTube every single month. But because I'm still growing on YouTube, it's really hard to make like a full salary that you can live on based on these different apps. And like I said, it's taken me a long time to start making money from them. So I wouldn't necessarily recommend you starting a podcast and thinking you're going to make money from all these four apps because all in all, they really don't add up to that much that is groundbreaking for me to, you know, live my life. So whilst these can be a really great way of making money, I wouldn't say that you should start a podcast thinking that you're going to be making money from all these different things and therefore you'll be making loads and loads of money. They all take time to kind of settle into and naturally because the apps are paying you for posting, they are a small amount apart from YouTube where if you get a viral video, you can literally make thousands from it. So now that I've covered the most obvious ways about how you can make money from starting a podcast, I'm now actually going to talk about the indirect ways and the ways that which I have actually been able to make this my full-time job and 100% monetize from it. So indirect revenue. Now Instagram is the place where I get majority of my money from because my podcast grew, my social media following grew and my Instagram followers massively grew. On Instagram, a lot of brands will ask you to run ads for them and that's because it's cheaper for them to run ads on people's Instagram where people are scrolling every single day rather than spending money and thousands and millions on basically TV advertisements or like bus stops or, you know, posters or whatever they want to do. So Instagram is a really great way and that's why you'll see people posting about ads, things being gifted. There is a difference between an ad and a gift and also a collaboration. So a collaboration is when a brand essentially is gifting you a product for you to make something around the product, a reel, a story, a post. Gifting is when they've just gifted it to you. Very nice. I love it when brands do that. But generally when brands gift it to me, if I like it, I will post about it. And then there's obviously an ad where they pay you an amount of money to make content regarding it. Again, everything is my honest and true opinion. I would not take an ad where I don't believe in the product. And if you scroll back to some of my other videos, I've actually told you how when I quit my job, I didn't actually take an ad which gave me a lot of money for a product because they asked me to specifically say something. And I didn't believe that about the product. And so I said, no, cut it. I'd actually already filmed the reel. They wanted me to say in the subtitle, I didn't even have to change the reel. They wanted me to say in the subtitle and the caption that it had actually changed something about myself. And because I didn't feel it did, I didn't want to work with that brand because I didn't think that they were actually genuine and I really didn't want to necessarily be associated with them. So I just cut the campaign. So I guess it's really, really important to work with brands that truly align to you, whether that's on Instagram, YouTube, whatever platform you're using, but making sure that you believe in that product so that your audience knows that they can trust you. With ads on Instagram, you can also become a brand ambassador. So you can post about products a lot of the time. So I'm associated with Guvu Beauty, which is a lip cream I'm using right now. I used it on my cheeks and on my eyeshadow because I felt like I really just looked so tired today. And one product is really great for me to use on my lips, my cheeks, my eyelids. And I know that I can carry it with me wherever I go. So I'm actually a brand ambassador for them because I love, love, love their lip creams. I've been using them for ages now. And I also really love Anita, who's the founder. Fable Main is also a brand that I worked with because again, ever since I had them on my podcast, I started using their products. 
I actually went to the hairdresser today and he said my hair's looking so much thicker and so much healthier. And that's because I've incorporated the scalp mask and actually the hair mask every single week. I used to put oil in my hair every single week, no matter what, and a hair mask in as well. But the scalp mask is actually really good because it gets like the root of your hair. Anyway, this isn't an ad. I'm just telling you that those are the brands that I love working with and I'm affiliated to for a very, very long time. Now, the other thing that came out of me doing a podcast was a lot of corporate people were reaching out for me to go and speak at their corporate. So McKinsey, Red Kite, um, AIG, TSB, a lot of these companies reached out to me and said, we would love for you to come in and speak. And therefore I charged a speaker fee for going and speaking to them. Some of them were workshops, some of them were speaker events, some of them were me being on a panel, but they all involve different things. And therefore I started charging for that. And that's my really key point here is when you start something you love, you shouldn't necessarily think about how am I gonna make loads of money from it? Because you never know how you're gonna make money from it. I would never ever thought that McKinsey out of all people would ask me to go and speak around goal setting and productivity and performance. But they did because they saw that I was talking about that particular subject in one of my episodes they really liked it and they wanted me to come in and speak for them so even though the podcast isn't directly paying me because the most obvious way is from ads there have been other indirect sources that have allowed me to monetize on this too another way that I've indirectly made money from the podcast is by coaching so in lockdown a lot of people started asking me and I can't even remember the name of the platform right now we were on this platform audio only I literally can't remember it for the life of me but essentially someone asked me on there will you coach me there was loads of people in the clubhouse that was the that was it it was clubhouse so sorry to interrupt my train of thought there there was this app called clubhouse you essentially it's just audio there's loads of people in the room and you're invited on stage and you speak about things now one of the things i was speaking about was performance and productivity because as a management consultant i was working on a lot of those things also around people and culture Anyway, I started coaching some people through that. And then through that, I basically designed the performance planner. And I'd been kind of using a similar template for a, for a few months. And I was also helping people with that same template when they were trying to understand how they'd figure out their goals, break them down, and also focus on their mental wellness as well. And so I kind of put it all into a template and I created the performance planner. So obviously, one of the ways that I make money is from the sales of performance planner but also from the corporate workshops that I do to promote that planner and also to kind of talk through the method and the, basically the structure of the planner. So how you can really use it effectively is by joining up to one of my workshops. That workshop goes through the details of goal setting, through manifestation, around affirmations, basically talking about how you can reach any goal. And I really truly believe that you can if you're focused, if you're determined, if you're motivated, and if you follow a simple structure, that's very easy and laid out for you. So obviously coaching is one of the another way that I make money. The planner is another way and then also the workshops are another way. So even though I don't directly make all of my money just because of the podcast, because I do it, it's actually opened so many more doors for me. And I think that's really, really important to understand is that focus on what you love, focus on what you're good at, and then allow the other doors to open for you. If someone told me I'd be doing corporate workshops, I'd be doing my own workshops, if I'd be selling a planner, if I'd, you know, even create a planner for myself, I would have said absolutely not. And they're not really like obvious routes to go down. But I think that when you start doing something you love, so many other things that you're good at kind of come up, come out of it. And that's why you're able to then monetize on those things. I hope this was helpful if you're thinking about starting a podcast or you've already started a podcast to think about what other avenues and what other source of revenue you can kind of bring in. But like I said, starting a podcast is really, really difficult. It requires a lot of work and I wouldn't necessarily say it's super easy to get a sponsor that aligns with you from personal experience. Again, I'm not really a massive salesperson, so I probably wouldn't, haven't put myself out there that much, but it is something that I'm patient with and I'm looking forward to working with a partner that I truly love and believe in. I hope 
you all like this video. Let me know if you want me to cover anything else. And if you haven't already, I'd be so grateful if you could subscribe.